Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Well, with the body of grass throughout central Queensland and throughout rural and regional Queensland, never before has it been more certain um, that there is going to be a heavy toll in the bushfire season. Justin Chaveau, Rural Fire Brigades Association Queensland General Manager, joins me this morning. The state government announced a major shake-up that would establish a new dedicated department under the Rural Fire Service that will operate separately from their paid city-based counterparts. Justin, good morning. Um, long overdue, I suspect, and, and, and one thing it does do is this will fix some of the uncertain legal authority around all of this. Yes, good morning, Dobbo. Um, it, it, is, it is great news. It's something we've been working on for, for many, many years, and, and we've been quite relentless in our push for it, and we'd like to thank the Minister for... Um, the amount of work that they actually put into this review. So it, it took about 18 months for this answer to come out, and they were working on it all that time. What what it means for rural fire is for the first time since 1989, rural fire brigades will be will, will have a great say in their own destiny. Rural fire service will have its own chief officer, and this isn't a person who who comes from fire and rescue or, or or comes from a different fire service who doesn't understand volunteers and volunteering. This chief officer will be responsible for the rural fire service legislation. So for the first time since the old Bushfires Act, uh, rural fire will have its own section of legislation which which will cover off on the powers of volunteer firefighters and also how they relate to other organisations like Fire and Rescue, Police, SES. So, so you will have a legislative basis. Then on top of that, one of the first rules of life is no mun, no fun. And yep. for the first time, we are going to have a rural fire budget. Now, right now, we don't know how much it costs to run rural fire in Queensland, which is a terrible, a terrible thing to say. It really is. The QFES took in almost a billion dollars each year and less than 5% translated down to rural fire. And to try and make the budget look bigger, they put some things in there like uh, aviation. Um, and, and that's a responsibility now of fire and rescue. So that was to make our budget look bigger. So the first thing we need to do is, is get an understanding of actually how much it costs to support the brigades and run rural fire because you can't run a business without knowing what your costs are. What you might see then is in the first year that the rural fire budget looks larger, but nothing seems to have changed. And that's because for the first time, we're actually going to reflect the true cost of the business itself. And that will allow us to, to work out what, how much we need to, to be able to support the brigades better. Now, the brigades, the brigades have been fantastic. We've never, ever, ever in our largest fire season, and, and as, you, as you said before, in the central west and, and the far west, the grass is growing and it's probably going to going to start drying out, you know, we'll probably stop raining around Christmas time. And so we might start seeing those larger fires next year in the central west and the west. Um, we, we really need to start getting equipment out to those brigades and finding out what the brigades out there want. Now, on top of the equipment, it's also the supply of the training. And who supplies the training are the rural fire brigades, uh, rural fire service staff. We've had a hard time finding staff. Um, our area office in Roma, um, the, we couldn't find an inspector there for a number of years. Uh, the rural fire area office in Bar Cauldron, we've just finally staffed it full time, so it's going to be open all the time now. Um, but we would be looking at recruiting, hopefully in the future locally, and people with a land management and a rural fire background. We've, we've found in rural fire that by being part of a larger QFES, um, 
the people who we are attracting may may not necessarily come from a land management or rural fire background. They come from more of a command and control background and they believe that um, they'll tell the brigades what to do and the brigades will then go and do it at a time set by the fire service. Let's, that's not how rural fire works. Rural fire, each rural fire brigade is a community organisation that was set up by its community itself. And, and that was, they were all set up before there was any such thing as the fire service. So in the beginning, there was a rural fire brigade and it was good. And so we, we need to get back to the fact that the brigades must have primacy and that the rural fire service and the RFBAQ, who I work for, only exist to support the brigades. Um, we'll do that hopefully by the reintroduction of the Rural Fires Board in Queensland. Now the Rural Fires Board will be, um, the plan is to have it as a policy board that works with the Rural Fire Service Chief Officer and that will be made up of brigade members of long standing. So that way um, if, if brigades have a problem or brigade members have a problem they will be able to go to members of the board and the members of the board will have direct access to to the Chief Officer of Rural Fire Service Queensland to say, why is this happening? How can we stop it happening? Or how can we make it better? And how can we implement that in policy? So I, I know I'm rabbiting on, but no. this is... Um, this, this is huge, this is. huge, huge, huge. Now, the, the, the thing that I like, and Justin, we've talked many for many years, and you've had your hands tied for a long time, and the government, I'm not saying that they weren't interested in it, but I think that they just didn't realise how important it was. Now, this is all well and good, but it needed almost a, a major catastrophe or a absolute legal minefield for them to look at it and see a drama. Now, this occurred off the back of a related incident and a case involving um, Ashley James um, Barrett, who was accused of preventing the Rural Fire Service volunteer from entering his property to extinguish a prohibited burn-off in the Gold Coast hinterland in 2020. Now, when Mr Barrett's defence solicitor said that the Rural Fire Service's volunteers were not employed under the Act and did not carry the same legal status or authority as a paid counterpart, the judge dismissed the charge and threw it out. Now, it took Mark Ryan, the minister, then to say, well... That's a deplorable incident, and we need to instruct. Uh, we need to restructure it now. I, I'm disappointed that like this bloke should have done some time, but um, mate, uh, it is. Yeah, it, yeah we've it, known it, about it. The thing is, we've known about it for over ten years. You've hit the nail on the head. So we have we have been consistently saying to the fire service, rural fire brigade volunteers under the legislation in Queensland aren't covered. Uh, the legislation we currently have is the old Metropolitan Fires Act from the 1920s that in, in 1989 had a couple of bits of the Bushfire Act crammed in it and then they go, Alakazam, that's, that'll do you. And, and it won't do you. But the difficulty we have is the fire service, the career fire service is full of career fire officers. And the full bench of the Queensland Industrial Relations Commission said uh, career fire officers do two things, they train and respond. So we, for many years, have said, this is, this is a problem. You need to do something about it. And, and they didn't do anything because nothing had happened to respond to. Now, this um, uh, Dean Courting and Ashley, came, James, this Ashley Barrett case is one of those instances where now something has happened. Oh, they need to respond. They need to do something about it because they're just not proactive. And that's why we need to get out of the fire service and, and create our own rural fire service where 
um, we look forward to what's happening in the future and we, we identify problems early. Um, the, the case and the finding in the case is one part of a much, much larger problem that we, that we need to fix. And we'll do that long-term, when I'm saying long-term, 18 months to two years by changing the legislation. That's not going to, that's not going to make a change to the current act. So what we need, what we're doing now is we're trying to find a legislative patch. Now it's, it's not a, it's not a great idea. It's not the best idea, and it's also not the greatest legislative fix. But we do need to do something, and now the fire service acknowledge that. So I've already had meetings with um, the QFES and the QFES legal team, and then we went and saw um, the minister afterwards. And the plan is to put forward a, a, a number of potential legislative patches that could cobble, oh, another terrible phrase, um, cobble the, the legislation along to support rural fire brigades until this, the, the, our, our bespoke legislation is drafted. Then the minister will be able to see if that, um, if, if that is a workable option. But Mark Ryan, the minister, is a solicitor. Um, and he's probably one of the smartest um, people I've met in a long time. And he also genuinely cares. So a, a lot of the time, the minister himself has been has been having a hard time having his way and will felt within the fire service. Yeah. Um, but but um, now something has happened, and and I, I apologise to Dean um, for us not making the fire service just knuckle under years ago and get this fixed. We tried and we tried and we tried and it's, and it's bloody terrible because you, you know something's going to happen and then when it does, it's no good saying, oh, well, I knew that was going to happen, so aren't I clever? Because it still means someone's been injured, you know, and, that's, yeah. and, that's, and that, is, that is a failing that that should should not have happened. Well, the good news is that we're going somewhere now and that the volunteers of the Rural Fire Brigade should feel confident that they have an internal voice when the brigades are operated and how the structure goes about. Um, that's the big thing. This is going to impact yeah. the 28,000 volunteers across, across Queensland. Hopefully more. Yeah, hopefully hopefully more. many yeah. people will come back. So we lost a lot of people. We annoyed them. Oh, God, didn't we annoy them? So I'd like to thank everybody who stuck around. Um, and all those people who left over blue card, and then the, and, and also the not being able to light up, put a, a back burn in during fire season 2018, 2019, and all those people who left um, for all these different reasons, we're going to when we, when we get our house in order, we're going to ask you to come back. But but for all those who stuck around, thanks very much for for persevering with us. And we, and we hope the world is going to be a better place for you. Good on you, mate. Appreciate your time this morning. Um, Justin Chavot, I really appreciate it. Great news story. Uh, we'll take a break, come back with more. We'll talk to you again shortly, mate. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Rural Queensland today.